This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is our 955th show. Oh I'm Mark Cumberland. God. Along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Cat Cyrus. How are you, Deanne? <laughs> I'm doing great, Mark. Crowd. Just great. Good. And we're we're excited to be talking to you every Saturday at one o'clock on PHT Talk Radio, number one station in Philly. We are the only real estate show in town. And then market is fine. The media don't talk about good news. Well, doom and gloom. So if you want to ask us a question about commercial, residential real estate, mortgages. Whatever, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanna? My number is 609-605-7153. We've been here every week for 15 years to answer your questions, keep you informed in any way we can help. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And our business tips with asking Dr. A. He is on a fabulous trip to Egypt. So we wish him uh, a safe and happy journey. We also have our mortgage mom topic today. Which is Which is debunking the 20% down myth. Ooh, that's a good one. It is a good topic. And today, Mark, we have our guest today, which is Marshall Shigon. And he is is here from 1847 Private Client Group. And he's going to give us some insight on the infinite banking system. So we're looking forward to that segment. We also have our questions. And the first question is, will real estate prices go down? Does it make sense to buy a house now? Next question yes. is, is there a different, is there differences in benefits from one military division to another? Only if you don't like to be on the ocean. <laughs> next. <laughs> the next question is, is it appropriate for a realtor to charge a settlement fee to the buyer on an estimated closing cost? Next one is, what items do home appraisers seek to find that would give higher home values? And lastly, can I put my house up for sale if I owe back taxes on it and pay the tax bill at the time of settlement? Speaking of taxes, we were joking Uh, last week that I haven't got a tax return since the 90s. 
and I <laughs> overpaid and I'm getting money back. I was like in shock. <laughs> My accountant called me. I was like, oh man, I don't feel like taking this call. And he's like, no, you're in good shape this year. I was like, what do you mean good shape? To him, I thought that was meant like 20 grand. He goes, right. no, you're good. In fact, you might get money back. I was like, what? <laughs> I told him That's the story awesome. about me and you. We were joking about it. And yeah. I got that call and it was funny. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we also have our topic of the day, which is five topics to discuss with your real estate agent when buying a home. Yes. But Mark, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, success is not measured by what you accomplish, but by the opposition you have encountered, the courage which you have maintained in the struggle against overwhelming odds. And I can personally vow for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they're getting deeper and deeper. <laughs> yeah, that one like really hit home with me for the last couple of years. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> so where are we at? So Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So this inflation rate's been calming in recent months. It's, you know, we're still around 7.1%, which is not great, but we were at 9 I just wish this guy, Joe, in the White House would stop spending money. Consumer right, prices no are still, <laughs> you can't like raise rates and spend money. It does, you know, you can't do both. So con consumer prices are still running well above the typical 2% inflation rate, which is their goal, but I don't think they're doing too much to get to it. The accelerating inflation is the key reason for the forecast of a 5.5% mortgage rate by the second half of 2023. Now, this report, some of this is from NAR and Young, and he's not really not always optimistic, but this one is. Should the deceleration speed up faster than expected, the possibility, possibility of mortgage rates in the 4% range exists. From your lips. Now, we said we, we think it was going to take a while, but you never know which would bring buyers back into the market, and buyers are in the market anyway. A significant potential contributor to declining inflation is the rent people paying, equivalently in rent owners, because rents keep going up. These measures are still on an accelerating path with annual gains of 7.9% and 7.1% respectively, the highest rise since the 1980s. Wow. I'm talking to you, the 48% affiliate at rents. You hear them numbers? Uh, going up another 7.9% on your rent. These huge gains are a result of the housing shortage, historically low rent vacancies, but lagging data shows the housing shortage is not as cute as previously thought. The rental vacancy rate was 6% in the third quarter of 2022, up from 5.8 earlier in the year. But data on new leases from apartment managers show the market's slowed down in some gains. Moreover, multifamily housing starts, which is the big deal. They're building more mo uh, uh, multifamily than they're doing uh, residential. They hit 550,000 units in 2022, the highest in nearly 40 years. Seeing all these apartment buildings going up and the rents keep going up with them. Additional NAR, an advocate for converting, now they're saying that all this commercial space is not being used, empty shopping malls, office buildings should be converted into residential units to help bring some residential units into the market. Financial incentives to rehab dilapidated abandoned homes in some major cities will also help bring about more housing supply. Yeah, but don't let government do it. Let the private <laughs> sector do it and it'll get done. 
Right. As the economy, there would could be a recession, maybe not. I don't know. I think we're already in one, despite in the one, layoffs right. in some industries. So, but first time buyer, uh, first time buyers share still low. Only twenty eight percent of home sales in November were by first time home buyers. Remember, we talked a couple weeks about the yeah. boomers are actually passing millennials and purchases, and that hasn't happened for a long time. So, all in all, I think the market's in pretty good shape. It just the rates are coming down. When's a good time to buy? Now. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's the best time in history to sell. So, anyway, tell us about the rates. So, the rates mark for your 30 year conventional is at 6.25%. Your 15 year is at 5.875%. Your 30 year FHA, 5.875. And your 30 year VA at 5.875. Now, See, we're in the fives. We're in the fives. And this week has been amazing. I mean, those of you that you know, that just sit around and wait for the phone to ring. If you're not working your database, I mean, we're working our database every day and we have gotten seven contracts this week of people that were sitting on the fence, didn't think it was a good time to buy and they're purchasing. So because you talked to them, exactly. Picking up the phone. Instead of sending them a a Philly schedule. Exactly. So if you have any questions, reach out to me at 609-605-7153. And the Premier League's coming to uh, Philly in the I summer. I saw that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to that. that. So with amazing. that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So this family, right, they move into a neighborhood. They wanted to get a bigger house with some lawn, ground and everything and garages. And they move in and they got it's mother, father and one little kid and a small boy. You know, he's he's there now in this giant house. And he says to his father, you, you know, he really like to have a baby brother. So the, fa- the father suggested that he pray every night for one. And the boy prays earnestly night after night. His prayers don't seem to come answered. After weeks, he he gives up. He doesn't bother to ask anymore. Months later, his dad said that uh, we're going to the hospital to see your mom. She's in the hospital. and We got a big surprise for you. And when they get to the room, the little boy said his mother was holding two babies. He goes, well, what do you think about having two twin brothers? Dad asked. And the little boy thought for a moment. He goes, good thing I stopped praying when I did. <laughs> That one of our cute. listeners sent me that one. Wow. For, yeah, send them to me. I need jokes. <laughs> if you have a funny story, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mount segment with the Ann Katz Harris from Green Tree Mortgage. And our topic is a great one today. She's going to debunk <laughs> the 20% down myth. Yeah, so and, and this is one of the biggest problems in out there, lack of knowledge. It is definitely lack of knowledge. And I, I have to say, at least once a day I hear this. I hear this yeah, um all the time. Yeah, exactly. So you've been dreaming of buying your own home, but you're worried about saving up to twenty percent down. 
You've heard that it's the only way to get a good mortgage rate and avoid paying what they call private mortgage insurance, which is also known as PMI. But is it really true or is it just a myth that keeps many first-time home buyers from achieving their goals? So I'm going to debunk the 20% down payment myth and show you that you can buy a home with less money up front. It's a big one. I, I went into a class last week and probably half of the class thought you needed 20% down. And these are people going to get their real estate license. Yeah, yeah. it's, you know, and what is the 20% down payment myth? And it's a belief that you need to put at least 20% of the purchase price of the home in order to qualify for a mortgage. And this myth is based on very outdated assumptions and misconceptions about the mortgage industry and the housing market itself. For example, some people think that lenders will only offer 80% loan to value mortgage, which means you have to cover the other 20% with your own funds. And others think that paying less than 20% will result in higher interest rates, fees, and also PMI, which will make your payments unaffordable. So in my experience, down payments are credit score and income driven. Currently in my market, we have a 3% conventional mortgage option. And it's always best to find out what is going to be best for you, not what Uncle Harry thinks, not what all your friends were talking about at the bar the other night. You need to talk to a professional so that you can be guided properly. So why is the 20% down payment myth harmful? It's harmful because it discourages many potential home buyers from actually pursuing their dream. So NAR, you know, our favorite company, um, did a survey and the median down payment for the first time home buyers in 2020 was only 7%. That means most people are buying homes with less than 20% down and they're not regretting it. The same survey found that 88% of the first-time home buyers were very satisfied with their home purchase and felt that they made the best decision. The 20% down payment myth, it also ignores the opportunity cost of waiting to save up more money. So while you're waiting to save or trying to get a gift, you're missing out on the benefits of home ownership, such as building up equity, enjoying those tax deductions, And then also being able to personalize your space. Mark, you're also risking paying more for a home in the future as prices and interest rates may rise over time. So Prices are definitely going to rise. Definitely. What are the alternatives for the 20% myth? The good news is that there are many alternatives um, depending on what your financial situation is. What's your credit score? What are your home buying goals? So conventional loans with less than 20% down, they may require a down payment of anywhere from 3 to 5%. Again, depending on your situation. And you may qualify for lower interest rates and fees than any other type of loans. You know, we, we forget to talk about that single premium, which is, you know, no one knows about it. If you have a great credit score, you don't have to put 20% down to get rid of the PMI. You can pay that single premium one time up front and it never comes back. We've done it with a few of our buyers, me and you. For sure. And and the FHA loans are designed to help low to moderate income borrowers and first-time home buyers with lower credit scores 
and smaller down payments. So that only requires them to have three and a half percent down. Now, I know last week I talked about the FHA loan not just being for lower credit scores, right? And low to moderate income. It's for people that have a little bit higher debt, such as student loans that are maybe going to go away. Right. right. So it makes a big difference. Um, finally, you have you also have the VA loans, which are guaranteed by the Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, no down payment is required, no PMI and no minimum credit score. And then you also have your USDA loan, which is backed by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. No down payment, no PMI and no minimum yeah, credit score. Like I told the students real quick last week, I sold a house to somebody is 800,000. He goes, well, I'll put 20% down. I said, why would we want to tie up 160 grand? I said, why don't you, can you afford the mortgage at like maybe three or 5% down? He goes, yeah. I said, all right, why don't we take that other money and buy like a two by two duplex right. and let it pay for this? He goes, we could do that. I was like, yes, we could do that. But just having a little knowledge like that, you know, why tie up your cash? Make it work for you. Yeah. And, and how do you choose the best down payment option for you? Um, and again, that's just, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, your savings, your income, your debt to income ratio, but you need to talk to a professional. Don't Google it. Don't go out there online. You know, let's talk about what your options are and how you do prepare for that down payment. Talk about what your budget is. Talk about what the monthly payment is. You know, it's not just like going to buy a pair of shoes. If they don't fit, you return them. All right. It's not that simple. And you need to work with a professional like ourselves that are going to be able to guide you through the process. So go to my website, mortgagemom.net, or give me a call at 609-605-7153. I thought it was a very good topic, Mark. <laughs> it is because it's a big myth. It's a that I hear it all the time. So the we're first at the question. question is, so what's the first question? Will real estate prices go down and does it make sense to buy a house now? Well, it makes sense to buy a house now because the rates just dropped again, but the prices are not going to go down. So the sooner you buy, the better. We're still appreciating. And Pennsylvania is up, I think, 5 to 8%. And Philly, according to what neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, I think well, where I'm at, we're going around 8 or 9%. So I don't see, you know, California, New York, Jersey yet. There's going to be some places where prices are dropping but not in our Philly Metro. So I would get in now. Good time to buy yesterday. What's the next one? <laughs> Is there a difference in benefits from one military division to another? I don't think so. Uh, except I don't know about uh, National Guard. Did they qualify the same way? I have no, I don't know about the different divisions. Are you saying as far as buying a home? Well, Army, Navy, Marines, you know, that's what they're talking about. But I'm wondering, what do the National Guards qualify, I guess, if they're retired? VA, oh, they, right? qualif they qualify for a loan. I didn't know where right, this so question was probably, going, so yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah, from so the Navy no, to the Absolutely Army, not. You know, no, Just Air 90 Force, days. You no, have to be in right. for 90 days. Question number three, right, is it appropriate one? for a realtor to charge a settlement fee to a buyer on an estimated closing cost? Yeah, most of them, most of them, it's not the agent itself. Most of the offices have a fee. Like uh, my office, I think they charge $400 or something because the office has to create a file and they have to keep that file for five years, seven years, according to the IRS. So, and they have to be, you know, re in case they ever get audited by 
the IRS or the real estate commission. So somebody has to do all that work. So there's usually a minimal fee. It's a few hundred bucks. If it's some, if somebody's charging you like a thousand, then I question it. Right. But most of them are like three to five hundred dollars. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. it's a conveyancing fee. Yeah, or, conveyance. yeah broker well, you're fee. You're not. You're not supposed to call it a conveyancing fee anymore. Uh, what's the new term? Uh, <laughs> we're I on forget. the we're on the air. I'm going to be polite. Right. Question uh, number four: What items do home appraisers seek to find that would give a higher home value? They're going to look for upgrades, like uh, upgraded kitchens, bathrooms, decks, uh, new roofs. You know, they're not going to look for the above ground swimming pool or uh, the jacuzzi in the yard. Right. Uh, some people, you know, get carried away and do spend twenty grand on their basement. And then the appraisers do not take the abasements into consideration. Right. And uh, so you want to be careful, like, what you spend money on if you've got an appraiser, appraisal coming up because not everything's going to add value. Right. you so got to find wanna, out what's going to get yeah, you wanna the most sure bang. You want to make sure what's adding value. Yep. Last question. Can I put my house up for sale if I owe back taxes on it and pay the tax bill at the time of settlement? Yeah, you're going to have to pay the tax yeah. bill at settlement. Yeah, they're going to have I mean, to the be paid. title company, when they do the title search, that's going to come up and they're going to, it's going to be required that it's paid. So, yes, the answer is yes. All right. Great questions. All right. All right so, Mark, coming up next is going to be our guest segment with Marshall Shigon, and he's from 1847 Private Client Group, and he's going to talk about infinite banking system. All right, very good. All right, so with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All right, welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So we're at the end. So, Mark, we are up to our guest segment, and we are happy to have Marshall Shigon on with us today from 1847 Private Client Group, and he's going to talk about the infinite banking system. Marshall, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Very good. So I know you have to do a disclaimer, so just go ahead and do it. Knock it out of the way. I got to get this out of the way. <laughs> Uh, this is for educational purposes only. HTK, my broker dealer, does not provide legal and tax advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor regarding your personal tax situation and a qualified legal professional for your personal estate planning situation. There you go. That's it. I got a disclaimer too. And all my jokes are cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So tell us about how this works and what's the benefit for people. Well, it's, it's called the infinite banking system. It's been used for a number of years. Um, basically what you're using is a whole life insurance policy. A lot of real estate guys use it. Um, they've used it for banks have used it as well as corporations to put money away. Um, and it grow and then you take loans from it. So the way it works is you have a whole life insurance policy. Uh, the whole life insurance, uh, the rate of return on your whole life insurance policy is guaranteed. The death benefit and premiums are guaranteed. Right. And the policy is a private contract between you and the carrier. Right. So your whole life insurance is paid with after-tax dollars, no taxes on the growth of the cash value inside your policy. 
And then if you take a policy loan, there are no taxes. If you do not pay the loan back, is deducted from the policy's death benefit along with interest when the insurer dies. That's why real estate guys like this. Right. So you take this whole life insurance policy that you're gaining wealth, and then you could actually borrow against it to an investment. Right. And you you can pay the loan back or you don't have to. Right. It just comes off the death benefit when you die. Um, And then you get all the other great things that come with, with owning a whole life insurance policy. Different companies have also added on long-term care insurance riders. So you can get long-term care insurance added onto it. Especially if you're young and you're just getting into business and you buy like a million dollar whole life policy, you could really have some money to play with. You could have a lot of money, tens of thousands of dollars. And uh, a lot of people are using this in the real estate world. And, um, you know, if you Google it, it's all over the internet. And I, you know, I talk at, uh, to real estate people all the time about this, about how building wealth and using, using it for a loan. And a whole life, a whole life policy, like just for a million dollars, if you're in decent help and not, uh, not a smoker, you're probably looking at how much a month. They're, I don't think they're that much, are they? A few hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And then you have op- access to that kind of cash to do maybe a couple investments? Well, what you can do is you can put extra money in t- in t- into the policy uh, using a paid-up additions rider. A paid-up additions rider allows you to overfund your insurance policy right up to the limit of becoming what's called a modified endowment contract or a MEC. You don't want to fund it past that, um, um, that, that threshold because if you do, then when you take out the money, it's taxable. But I, you know, I would tell you where that mech is. You can overfund the policy, put extra money into it, and then that that just makes the cash grow even quicker. So, let's explain that a little better to me. So, say I have a two million dollar policy and I'm spending three fifty a month. On you might be able insurance. to put another three fifty in on top of it, up until the limit where the government says you can't go any higher. Because right. the government doesn't, years ago, people would buy $1,000 of life insurance and put $100,000 in and then start borrowing it tax-free, right, as a loan. Right. They were laundering money. It was illegal money. They thought this was a great way to get money out tax-free. Well, the government caught on, and they said you can only put a, above the, the minimum premium a certain amount. They called it a modified endowment contract. It's a very complicated way they figure it out, but you can't put extra money on top of the initial premium, but only to a certain level. So it's still into the life insurance policy. So the Biden administration put the death tax back in, which is what's that, 39%? Yeah. How, how, as an advisor, what would you do to get around that? Well, uh, first of all, the death tax is the federal estate tax. Right. And it's about 45% when both husband and wife pass away. Wow. But, but the exemption from it is about 12 million, 11 half to 12 million per person. So if you have two spouses, you really don't have to worry about it if you're not, if you're worth less than $24 million now, but the tax is supposed to sunset in two or three years and go back to 5 million per person. 
I thought so, it was a lot lower than that. I thought it was just anybody. No, so well, there they, is, they give uh, you an exemption. They give you an exemption now. But right. the exe- it's supposed to go back down to $5 million, so there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be subject to federal estate tax in the next few years. It's terrible so, tax. Because, you know, especially that tax, that kind of tax really kills like farmers. You know, you have a big farm worth millions and millions of dollars, and the kids think they're going to inherit it, and then they get whacked with something like that. That's true. They could own a farm. You know, maybe they're making, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars off the farm, but the farm's worth $20 million, and the parents yeah. die. Where do they come up? Where do they come up with, uh, you know, the millions of dollars to pay an estate tax? Yeah, to sell no, the farm will pay the tax. But this whole tax. tax nine months of the second death. I got to talk. You got to get me something on this whole thing because I, this whole life, because I'd like to send that to, I don't know, I've had 10,000 students go through our school that get real estate license over all the years. And, and that's a great inv- way to get involved that you get in the investment side, some kind of policy. Yeah, and like it's that. a little bit less res- risky too. You're not out there um, at a high risk. It's it's very low no. risk. It doesn't even matter what the market's doing, the stock market. It's guaranteeing right. you cash every year, and it pays the companies almost ninety eight percent of the time pay a dividend every year. So it has nothing to do with the stock market. Yeah, we got Tommy one of those That's policies when he was, I think, like 20, 21 years old. So he's had it for a while and we've been funding it. And the cash, you know, the cash value that's in there is awesome. So when he's ready, whether it's, you know, down payment for his house or um, whatever, I mean, that money is available to him. Right. And um, as I said before, you, there's some riders that are added on to it, like the long term care rider which means you can use the death benefit for long-term care if you need it before you die. So that's a rider. And also, as I said before, banks are using this type, use this type of policy to put their, their money that they have available, you know, a reserve, they put it into a, into a whole life policy because they know it's guaranteed and they can borrow out of it. They just put the reserves in a whole life policy. It's called BOLI, bank-owned life insurance. And corporations use wow. it as a supplemental retirement account after they've maxed out. Let's say the top the top executives of corporation uh, have maxed out the, the qualified plans, the four hundred one ks and everything like that. You know, if you're making five hundred thousand, a million dollars a year, you can only put away twenty seven thousand in a in a four hundred one k. That's not going to be enough for you to put away. So you, you use this type of policy as an as a no. as an alternative on top of that to put away cash. And then when you pull the money out, it comes out tax-free. So it's it's like a Roth, but not really a Roth. But it, it allows you to put any any spending limit you want to do. What would a like a five hundred thousand dollar policy cost for like a thirty year old, healthy, no non smoker? Probably a few hundred dollars a month, three hundred dollars. See, a that's month. like a bargain, man. You know? Yeah, and and it grows, and your death benefit grows as well. As long as your ca- as your cash value grows, your death benefit grows. What per- you know what percentage of the country has actual life insurance? As permanent life insurance is low, maybe 10 to 15%. Most people who die usually have permanent insurance like whole life because they buy term when they're young just to cover them while their kids are young. But once the kids are out of the house, term insurance becomes too expensive. Remember, it only lasts for 20 years, 15 years, and it's over. 
Whereas whole life insurance will last your whole life. Right. Yeah. And, and like we talk about, we have legal shield and it's like 80% of the country doesn't even have a will. Yeah. Right. Like people just don't talk, think about these kind of things, that whole life, like what you're talking about, that gives you so many options, especially that one little thing you mentioned about long-term care. Like yes. a lot of people end up with like them Gloria Day situations where they got to basically sell their house or something to like pay for that long-term care. Right. Especially if you have, if it's a husband and wife and the husband, God forbid, gets Alzheimer's for 10 years and it's costing a hundred thousand dollars that can diminish the whole retirement savings. And right. the wife has nothing to live on right. vice versa. So that's why having long-term care insurance is a great way and, to go. And, so it comes with the policy. And Marshall, right. I found, you know, when people start to redo their budget or things to get, start to get tight, a lot of people, this will be the first payment that they stop because it's, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars. They can't afford it, but yet they're not going to stop the Starbucks. They're not going to stop, you know, Netflix. And this is something that should not be dropped. Number one, because no. you, this is something that you are absolutely going to need. It's not, are you going to need it? It's when you're going to need it. When. Yeah. And, and especially for your kids, you know? Yeah. And your family. I mean, I, I've I've had a few friends over the years that, you know, they dropped dead and uh, they didn't have any kind of insurance. And, you know, next thing you know, the wife's selling a house right. and it's a mess. No will, no life insurance, and, like, no dummies, like some attorneys yeah. and stuff. <laughs> so, Marshall. So, uh, yeah, tell, tell Marshall, Marshall, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Yeah, uh, my name is Marshall Shagon. My phone number is 215-901-6967. And then it- that was a great topic. We're going to have to have you come on a couple more times and talk about that because people need to know about that. I would love it. For sure. No, thank you very much. And yeah. coming up next is going to be our topic of the day. Five topics to discuss with your real estate agent when buying a home. Yeah, that was really good. You need to know about that whole life stuff. So with that, you listen to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, all positive all the time. So that was a great topic with Marshall. A lot of people should call him about that whole life and really get the details because, you know, there's a lot of options with that. That could really get you into the real estate investing market like pretty quickly. It also protects your family on so many different levels. Yeah. All right. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is five topics to discuss with your real estate agent when purchasing a home. Yeah. So, you know... Everybody should start thinking about buying all these renters out there, which we are harping on every week. But, you know, when it's smart to identify what you're really looking for. When you have a, I call it a buyer's needs analysis. I usually try to meet with buyers yeah. before. I, I don't like just showing up at the first house and meeting them at the first house. I like to have a sit down with them and ask them what's the most important thing you want to talk about. 
and then they we start talking about their what their purchase is going to look like you know and, and if you ask people that question and then shut up they'll tell you <laughs> but here right. here's five topics to think about one is what can't you live without so this is lifestyle choices are reflected in the home we buy you know or what if you're a motorcycle fanatic or you're like musician like me in a band i might want a studio whatever it is roomy garages you have a big family small family you want to buy a home with at least you know so many bedrooms you know don't buy a two because you never know they're harder to sell so at least buy a three or a four whatever but perhaps you and your spouse you know you're gourmet cooks you want that giant kitchen it's all about taste and what you want so before your real estate agent starts looking for them you should kind of limit down or at least have discussions about what attributes you cannot live without like some people want to you know that finished basement some people want the pool some people don't want the pool whatever it is and then like the schools and the family needs the quality is if you got kids the quality of school systems can be a big deal because you know if it's a public school district that you're not too happy about now you might have the cost of private care private school or what catholic school or whatever something with tuition so all that to be considered with your location and everything else and how close are you to how hard it is to get there all that kind of stuff so your real estate agent can provide you with statistics and information because it's all public record about public schools private schools in the neighborhoods that sometimes is a big deal for people with kids. Another one's commuting. Like, you know, how is it easy? Like, I lived in Fox Chase, and I worked for the city for years. I used to walk down the street because Fox Chase is at the end of the line and jump on the train. It was so simple. <laughs> you know, I was, you know, was always sitting there. I wasn't standing on a station freezing. <laughs> right. So, you know, or do you have a long commute, you know, or you want a lot of ground and then how far? All those kind of decisions should be talked about up front because it narrows down where you're looking at. You know, what's traffic going to be like at what time you work? You know, if you're going to be fighting on the Shorekill Expressway every day for <laughs> for years, that can get old. And then community details, whether you hope to live in a real vibrant, up, up-and-coming neighborhood or what are you looking for? You know, quiet neighborhood. Like, I'm in Foxy's. It's like you're in the city, but you're not in the city. You know, but I'm you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. In reality, I'd like to be right in center city. So, you know, the wife was always, we lived on South Street for 14 years and I always wanted to go back and <laughs> she didn't. But I mean, that's those kind of decisions, you know, where, what, what's your lifestyle? And you should have these discussions with this agent before you go just randomly going out looking by price. There's a lot to more, more to it than price. And then right. the budget, of course, is a big one. You know, what? what is it? Like, how much can you afford? And there's a lot of, just like your topic today, the 20% down myth, tons of buyers, I always found, most of the time, they underestimate what they could afford. Like, sometimes I would talk to a buyer, and they said, we want to buy a house around 300 grand. I say, well, what's that based on? And they'll say, well, that's what we think we could afford. And then I turn them over to you. And what we do all the time is we pre-approve them as high as they can go. And then we can always shop down to get to that monthly payment, which is the one of the more important things of where they want to be, where they want to be at monthly. Right. And then if they're selling a house and they're netting 
how much of that net to, can we use on the purchase to get to, like I had one, they want to be at 1100 a month. So they were selling their house in Northeast Philly. They're going in the box and they took a certain percentage of their net, put it down on the house to get to that. Le- so they had the same mortgage payment, but they were in a bigger house worth a lot more money. So there are the kind of things you can discuss about that budget. And you don't want to be house poor neither. You know, you buy something a little bit over your head and now you're barely making that mortgage payment every month. And then everything else around you is going up. Taxes, schools are always raising taxes, utilities. Look what they did in Philly this year. Right in the worst possible time, they retaxed, reassessed everybody, raised electric, gas, and water bills. Like, you know, how do you plan that? So, and if you're if you're right at the height of your budget every month by just paying your mortgage, and that those kinds of things happen, you might be looking for a second job. So that budget question, all this needs to be done, I think, in a meeting called a buyer's needs analysis and have this whole discussion. And and I what I used to do is whip out a pen and do buyer's estimated closing costs before we even looking. Now you're and, getting crazy. And then I figured out, you know, kind of where they want to be, how much we're going to put down, you know, just like that one thing in your topic today. I had that one buyer, he wanted to buy that $800,000 house and he was going to put 20% down. I'm like, why? Why would you tie up 160 grand? And then, you know, and I had that brain surgery in 18. I was telling the students about it. And the brain surgeons get up at like four o'clock in the morning. They don't know nothing about real estate. They make a ton of money. And when they <laughs> asked me about real estate and I told them back then, I was like, yeah, you could put 3% down. Rates are like great. And it's the best time in history to sell. They're all going, really? 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 And that's probably when, and that's when they put you under. <laughs> yeah. And these brain surgeons are probably not going to have too many credit issues and money. But they, right. but they'll do, they'll buy that million dollar house and put 20% down without thinking about it. And then and then if they ran into somebody like me, I'd say, wait a minute, why don't we just put down five percent, use all that other cash, buy like this quad over here, and let it pay for this? And they right. go, Oh, we could do that. Yes, we can do that. <laughs> so all that comes out in that discussion if you got a good agent. So you want to add anything to that? No, I just, I agree with you. And I don't think that anybody takes the time anymore to do that analysis and find out, you know, what they're really looking for. And, and that's important because by the time I get them, they don't have any idea of what they want or nothing. And that just means that People aren't spending the time that they really, really should no, most to of find the agent, out what their you know, wants most and needs the agents, are. Most of the agents meet the buyer at the first house. Yeah. They talk to them on the phone. They might get them pre-approved. And they meet them at, at the first showing. Right. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, that was a great topic, Mark. Um, and if anyone out there has any questions, you can send them to 8029 at Comcast.net or give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. Very good. And a special thanks to Marshall Shigon today. That was a good topic on whole life. You should call him up and get some info because you could be a real estate investor with a plan like that. And thanks to all of our sponsors for keeping on the air. Anybody wants to join our team as a sponsor, give us a call. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. 
all positive, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate. If you'd like to contact Mark Cumberland or Deanne Katsaris or listen to any of the past shows, go to goodnewsinrealestate.com. This program is paid for by Good News in Real Estate. All opinions or statements expressed on the program are solely those of Good News in Real Estate or their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. This program has been pre recorded.